This morning, if you have your Bibles with you, I want you to turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Lord, we pray for those who the medical staff is responding to this morning. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse number 12, it says, Be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt. We all know about the Israelites. This morning I entitled this message, Do Not Forget What God Has Done For You. I want you to tell this to your neighbor this morning because they need to hear it. Tell them, do not forget what God has done for you. I mean, know that, that it's sometimes it's, a, uh, it's quite easy to forget where God has brought us from. Many times uh, we, may, we may, or I know nowadays especially, we face uh, uh, trials and we face tough times. And in those tough times, we can forget all that God has done for us to get us to where we are right now. And you may look at it and you may think, well, God, I'm in a valley right now. But it doesn't matter. Even if you find yourself in a valley, you need to understand that you are not alone in that valley, that God is with you, that God is protecting you, amen, and that God is going to bring you out of that valley that you may find yourself in this morning. But we must never, ever forget all that God has done in our lives. You see, Moses was warning the people not to forget that when they entered the promised land and became prosperous, what God had brought them through. It reminds me of when maybe we are recognized for an accomplishment and you're giving your, you're giving your, your, your award speech and your buddy's in the background, and he's going like this, right? He's like this. Don't forget about me. Mention my name. Remember all the things that I've done for you. It's easy to forget those steps that have brought you to the place to where you are now. But God says, don't forget those things. Why? Because you are going to appreciate and you are going to cherish those valleys that God had brought you through because you had a different understanding in those valleys. You may not have the same heart if you didn't go through those valleys. You may not have had the same appreciation, the same outlook if you didn't go through those things that God was leading you through. But it's in those times, of course, that you think, God, why am I going through this? God, what, what are you doing? Don't forget why you're here in the first place. It's because of God's grace and love over your life. You see, it's interesting that it's, it's in times of prosperity and not of poverty, that we find ourselves uh, uh, having a dull spiritual vision. Why? Because it's in those times of prosperity that we can become self-sufficient. 
We can, we can have a mentality of, I have, it, I have everything that I need right now, and so I don't, I don't, I'm not reliant upon God. I'm self-sufficient, God. I'm independent. Isn't this what you wanted me to be? See, in other aspects of our life, independency in regards to being self-sufficient may be a good thing, right? Financially, to be, to be self-sufficient uh, is a good thing, right? You want that for your kids. How many of you want your 40-year-old child mooching off you still? I know I wouldn't. I would want them to be self-sufficient. <laughs> I know the ones who are laughing harder probably have probably experienced some real things. <laughs> but you would want them to provide for themselves. And we know that God provides for us. But we have to do our part, amen? We have to do our part. It's not going to just fall on your lap. But when it comes to serving God, when it comes to our relationship with God, how many know that we must always be dependent upon the Lord? You need to. You can't, you can't come to him and say, God, I have it all together. Because what he's going to do is say, all right, then go ahead and live your life. Go ahead and, go ahead and make your decisions and see where that takes you in life you will quickly come to an understanding that we need God daily in our lives. See, it's easy to be so consumed with the gifts that we forget the giver. It's easy to, it's easy to look at the things that we have and, and, we, and we tend to worship those things in a sense. Instead of giving praise and glory to the one who has given those things to us in the first place. We end up worshiping the blessing instead of the blesser. Same thing happens even in churches, right? A church can come to uh, a, a self-sufficient place in the terms of numbers. And they can get to a certain place in regards to ministry workers and programs and churches. That, you may, that, that a church may think, uh, uh, what, you know what, we got this all together. We know how to do this. We've perfected this. And God says, no, don't ever forget who has brought you to this place from the get-go. Who has allowed you to grow in numbers. Who has allowed you to grow in resources. Who has allowed you to grow in programs so that you can reach all those who are hurting and lost. Don't ever forget the blesser. See, the benefit of keeping God in mind is that it keeps our hearts grateful, doesn't it? It keeps our hearts humble and delighted in our God for his goodness to us. Believe me, delighting in him beats being consumed by this stuff any day of the year. Any day of the year. I choose to delight myself in the Lord and the things that he has done in my life than to look at things and to look at stuff 
and to look at situations, right? Because I could easily, I could easily focus my eyes on all the bad things in life. And I can focus on everything that's going wrong. And I can focus on everything that I, that I want. But what good is that going to do me? Where is that going to take me? You're going to see a miserable person in front of you. You're going to get a different message than what you hear this morning. You won't have hope. Instead, you will feel down and out. Have you ever spoken to someone and after speaking to them, you felt, you felt like, oh. Like just, just laid out, like, oh. Like not, not a good rest, but just like, like man, I'm, I feel wiped out. What happened? It's that spirit of negativity. It's the spirit of the enemy that tries, to, that tries to, to overtake you and tries to get you to focus on all of those bad things taking place. Because anyone can point out bad things in life, right? They're all around us. It's like COVID-19. It's everywhere. You can point out anything. But how many of us have chosen to focus on the goodness of God? I know you have this morning. You made it here this morning because you made a decision. You made a decision to focus on the goodness of God. You said, I know, I know, where, I know where God is. I know where we can go to worship him. And you made it a point to be here this morning. I know where those brothers and sisters who love the Lord are going to be. And you made it here this morning. You made a decision to do that. It wasn't by accident. Your car didn't drive itself here, right? Unless you got one of those brand new Teslas and your kid hit church on the, on the button. And you just happen to be here. <laughs> I don't know if that fits any of you. We all have little slips in our memory once in a while, don't we? I love the story about the guy who decided to do something about uh, his increasing forgetfulness. He decided to attend a seminar uh, to increase his ability to remember things. Some of you are like, where do I sign up? Yeah. <laughs> to his great delight, the seminar worked. He was able to remember things a whole lot better. He had a whole new lease on life, a whole different perspective. Wow, this is amazing. So amazing that he decided to, to share with his friend the improvement that he saw within his life. His friend replies, well, that's good. How does it work? The man says, well, you simply think of a common object that helps you build a link to whatever you need to remember. If you could remember the common object... Then you'll remember the other object. The friend says, wow, man, you know, I've been struggling with my memory and I want to sign up for this. What's the name of the seminar? The man says, okay, let's see. Let's think of a flower with petals 
It's got a long stem, thorns, rose. The man yells out at his wife, says, Hey, Rose, what's the name of that seminar I went to? <laughs> Some of us need more help than others, right? <laughs> See, in Deuteronomy 6.12, Moses is talking to the Israelites about the danger of memory loss. The danger of forgetting about God. The book of Deuteronomy is actually a memory seminar. If you didn't know that, it's basically what it is. It's Moses bringing back everything and, 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 and writing a book that they would remember all the things that God has done in their lives. It's a memory seminar. If you want to read it, I encourage you to read the book of Deuteronomy. It talks about God's goodness to his people. Moses reminds the Israelites of the law that was given on Mount Sinai. He tracks the Israelites back over the ways God miraculously provided for them. Battles won. Food given. Shoes that didn't wear out. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you are wearing shoes that have never worn out. <laughs> you're wearing 20-year-old you're wearing sneakers or maybe dress shoes or, or high heels, and they're still as comfy as they were 20 years ago. That's God's provision over your life, amen? It's not just you being a cheapskate. <laughs> it's all a matter of perspective, right? It's all a matter of perspective. The list goes on of, of God's provision. And here you have God's people standing at the edge of the promised land. Ready to enter a land, a great land, that they did not build. Houses full of good things that they did not fill. And vast and lush Vineyards that they didn't plant. And as good as the prospect of all this prosperity was, there was a danger lurking under the blessing. You see, Moses knew that in good times, it's easy to forget God. Moses knew that they were going to a place, and it was going to be a place of prosperity but that they needed to remember to never, ever forget where God has brought them through. The people were in danger of forgetting that it was God who had given them this land, flowing with milk and honey. Forgetting that it was God who went before them in each battle. Forgetting that it was only through God's gracious choice of them as his people, that they were enjoying the blessings of their new home and security. And when we forget God, we become unthankful. We become proud. We become self-sufficient. The kind of things that are offensive to the giver of every good and perfect gift. See, forgetting leads to unbelief, which leads to rebellion. Rebellion. 
See, even though the children of Israel had just witnessed the, the miraculous ten plagues of Egypt and escaped 400 years of slavery, the Bible says in Psalm 106, verse 7, that they soon forgot his many acts of kindness to them. And in verse 20, it says, they instead, oh not, seven, it says, they instead they rebelled against him at the Red Sea. See, immediately following their Red Sea miracle, they lost hope. They lost hope when there was no water source. Repeatedly, the children of Israel were found forgetting the miracles that God had just done for them. And they would grumble. They wanted to turn back. And they were demanding new leadership. This is where they found themselves. You see, forgetting makes us do foolish things, doesn't it? We see here in verse 20 of Psalm 106, it says that the Israelites at Mount Sinai got tired of waiting for Moses. And it says here that they traded their glorious God for a statue of a grass-eating ox. You see, forgetting can lead you to do foolish things. Instead of worshiping God, they worshiped an ox. Can you imagine? You find yourself praying to an animal. God forbid we do that, right? What happened? What happened to those people? They forgot. They forgot who, who, is, who was guiding them. They forgot who was protecting them. They forgot who was fighting their battles. They forgot who was being faithful to them. They forgot who promised them all these things. They forgot, they forgot, they forgot. Thankfully, Moses stepped in time after time and saved the people from God's wrath. So the solution for Israel, and for that matter for us, is keeping God in mind. Amen? All of us can say that God has done great, wonderful things in our lives. We can all say that. But when that next trial hits you, are you going to choose to remember the God that you serve? Are you going to make a choice to say, you know what? No matter what comes my way, through God, I can do all things. I can do all things. I've gotten through that trial before, and there's, there's, I don't see any problem with, me getting, with him getting me through this right now. Because he is the same God. He hasn't changed. David says in Psalm 103, verse 2, Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. See, David had to remind himself to never forget the good things that God has done. We must also make it a choice for our lives to choose to remember God's goodness. So what is a practical solution for us this morning? 
How can we apply this into our lives? Well, we need to record to remember. Write that down because that's part of this, this point. <laughs> Recording is writing it down. Just giving you a little you know, tidbit before I get into it. Record to remember. This is how you make it practical within your life. What do I mean by this? Can you guys hear me? Journal your journey with God. Journal your journey with God. What do I mean? Those things that you are praying for, write them down. Write them down. I have a journal of answered prayers in my life. I write those things down. God, I'm praying for this, and God, I'm praying for this, and I'm praying for this, and I'm praying for that. And when I see God answer that prayer, I put done, and I put a date. So that you remember what God has done for you. Why? Because if you're like me, you might, you might, uh, you might tend to forget some things over here and over here. And it's, you know, maybe, maybe it's not intentional, but maybe you, got, you, know, you, you have so many things going on in life, and we all have so many things taking place, that you can forget some things. But God says, I need you to record to remember. What's that going to do for you? Oh, your faith is going to grow. When you see, when you see all those prayers that, that, that end in done and a date after it, you're going to say, oh my goodness, look at how faithful God is. All these prayers that I've been praying, and God has answered each and every one of these. Yes, I'm still praying for these couple of prayers right here, but for the majority, God has answered all these things because I've kept seeking. In the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 2, it says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. See, what is it saying here? It's reminding us to write down the vision. Write down those things in your life. And believe that even if the answer is delayed, it is going to be fulfilled. Amen? And sometimes... It may not be in the same form that we are expecting, but how many know that God is answering those prayers, so you need to put them down as well? Just because it, just because it wasn't to your liking, God gave you an answer, and you need to accept it. It's kind of like my kids. If we get ice cream, you know, we're not, we're not getting cotton candy. We're getting, we're getting Rocky Road, and you have to live with it, Right? You may not like it, but you got to live with it. And how many don't like Rocky Road here? I don't don't know. I won't say anything, but whatever. We'll leave it at that. We'll give it to God. (laughs) May not be what you wanted, amen? But it's still good. It's, 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 It's still what God knows that we need, amen? Thank you, Jesus. Just like David, I pray that I never, ever forget God's goodness. Spend time each day reflecting on God's goodness. Spend time going over your journal, going over those things that you've written down. 
Why? Because it builds your faith. It builds your faith. You feel, you feel a, 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 little, a little out of it spiritually this morning? Well, get your faith rebuilt. Start writing down those things that God has done. You can start now. I know you can remember a lot of things now. I'm sure you can. God's going God's to bring those things back to you. I believe it. That you can write those things down and that you can give him praise even now. Even now for those things. As the worship team comes forward this morning. See, God wants us to pay attention. He's always active in our lives. But sometimes we fail to notice. See, God always remembers us. But the issue, the issue is not God forgetting us. The issue is, 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 not, is not on God's behalf, it's on our behalf. The issue is us. The issue is the person in the mirror. If you're going to be mad at someone, be mad at that person. And say, you know what? We need to make some changes here. You look in that mirror and you say, you and I, we need to have a talk right now. Because there are some things that you've been doing, it's dumb. It's foolish. And we need to change it. We need to change our way of thinking. We need to change our perspective. Because God has not forgotten us. God didn't leave us. He's still with us. In Psalm 77, Asaph writes about a time of deep distress. It's in those times in our lives when we think, how am I going to get through this? Has God forgotten me? The answer is no. Listen to what Asaph writes in verse 11 of Psalm 77. He says, but then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. Mm. That's where we need to start. That's where we need to start this morning. But then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. He says, they are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. Oh God, your ways are holy. Is there any God as mighty as you? You are the God of great wonders. You demonstrate your awesome power among the nations. By your strong arm, you redeemed your people. The descendants of Jacob and Joseph. When the Red Sea saw you, oh God, the waters looked and trembled. The sea quaked to its very depths. The clouds poured down rain. The thunder rumbled in the sky. Your arrows of lightning flashed. Your thunder roared from the whirlwind. The lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your road led through the sea. Your pathway through the mighty waters. A pathway no one knew was there. You led your people along the road like a flock of sheep with Moses and Aaron as their shepherds. 
You see, this is the God that we serve. These are the things that he has done. And he is not finished, church. He's not finished. He still has dominion over this earth. Amen? He's still, he's still on the throne. He is still faithful. And he still loves you. Church, he is still fighting your battles. He is still fighting your battles. Make up your mind to remember what God has done for you. As every head is bowed, every eye closed.